with Brit, a podcast that provides an exclusive backstage look of the makeup industry. Join me weekly as we discuss life as a makeup artist, business, beauty tips, and share dialogue with the top professionals in our industry. Collectively, we'll unpack the highs and lows, laugh, and grow together. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a freelance TV, film, and beauty editorial makeup artist. This is your official backstage pass because I'm taking you behind the scenes of the beauty industry. Welcome to BTS with Brit. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of BTS with Brit with me, your host, Brittany Rogers. Now, if you're new here, what's up? Welcome. Welcome to BTS. (laughs) Speaking of BTS, before we get into today's episode, you know, I've been saying for a few weeks, I got something special for you coming. And on 11-11, I'm going to unload the clip (laughs) and release my something special. But if you want to be the first to know about it, a day earlier and also get special VIP perks. I want you to go to www.brittanyrogersevents.com and sign up for my backstage club. It's my exclusive mailing list and all you have to do is enter your first name, last name, your email address and just like that, you official. You're gang gang for real. <laughs> so go ahead again over to www.brittanyrogersevents.com so you can be an official backstage member and know about my something special. Don't forget I said 11-11. I'm unleashing the clip. But anyway, I also feel like outside of the backstage club, you guys are also like my co-host because at this point, You have been coming up with so many topics and just telling me what we should talk about on the podcast this season. And in this season of my life, I am so grateful because I'm just super busy with work and all the cool things that are going on with my brand. So I'm grateful that you guys are like, listen, I want to hear you talk about this. I want to hear you talk about that because y'all are helping Omatic and I out. It's giving co-hosts and... I love this for me. I love this for us as a BTS backstage crew family. So on today's episode, we are going to talk about 10 things that you need to know before pulling up to set. Or we can call it 10 things that you need to know before taking a gig. Because there are times where we get so excited about an opportunity that we don't get all the details. And next thing you know, we're doing more work than what we're being paid for. And I know I've been guilty of doing that. Like when I started working in production and even doing when I used to do weddings and uh, personal clients, I would get so excited about being offered the position that I want to ask like, okay, well, what's the number of talent? How many days am I going to be there? Et cetera, et cetera. And I will be doing all of this work and the pay just wasn't, it wasn't adding up. The math wasn't mathing. I was doing way more work than what I was paid for. So you guys know here on BTS with Brett, the reason why I have the podcast is because I want you to do better than what I did and not be raggedy like me. (laughs) Um, I think we're probably going to go over 10 things that you should know. It's giving more like maybe 15, but anyway, 
Grab your notebooks. Grab your pens. I'm dropping gems. You know what time it is. Let's get into today's episode. I was on live last week. Um, You guys have been pulling up on me on live too, and I love this for us. (laughs) And we were talking about some things that, questions that I ask when I am taking a job. Because again, I need to know every single detail to make sure that I'm not cheating myself. And you guys were like, let's make this a podcast episode. So here we are. Did I ever tell you guys about the time that I got booked to do a video shoot? And I think I I quoted them a very low price. And that's because I just assumed, oh, we were going to be in a studio. and We were only going to be working this amount of days. No, we were shooting for maybe like three days. We were going to three and four different locations a day. They were all really far apart. Or I've had times where I've taken a production job just because the pay sound nice at the time and now it's two hours away and I'm working eight hours or even longer than that. So here are the questions that I ask before I pull up to set. So when somebody emails me, the first thing that I want to do is find out details about the job. One being, what is the job? What's the assignment? Like, what what is this for? Second, I always ask, time, date, and location. Now, production may not have a time just yet, but if it's like a wedding or a client or anything like that, they usually should be able to tell you, okay, this is the time that I need you to come to me, or this is the time that I want to come to you for my service. But when it comes to production, you usually don't get your call sheet until maybe two to three days before the job because production has to take some time to go through the schedule and make sure basically the math is math and all the times make sense. The next question you want to know, if this is for production or a photo shoot, are we shooting on location or in studio? On location could mean we are working outside or maybe we are on location at an Airbnb that is rented for this shoot. However, these are things you need to know because you pack different if you're working on location versus in a studio. If I'm working in a studio, depending on what type of studio it is, I know I don't have to bring my chair, I don't have to bring my lights, and I don't have to bring my battery pack to plug up my lights and any other equipment that I may need, such as hot tools, if I'm in a studio. But if I'm on location, we might be outside. So now I have to prepare to be outside either in the hot or cold, or if we are at an Airbnb, I have to kind of pack my kit to possibly work in a tight space if it is a large, let's say, wedding party or um, a large service for personal clients or a gig. Next, you want to find out how many people are you serving? In my case, I would ask, what is the number of talent? I also like to ask, are they male, female, kids? Because sometimes you may have so many people that you may need an assistant. And nine times out of 10, the client, whether it's for personal services, photo shoots, or production, they really don't understand what goes into makeup. Well, not some of them do, but not everybody understands the time and the detail. So they will just assume that you can do these 12 people or six or seven people in four hours when really you need help. And you don't want to get to set and say, oh my gosh, 
I can't do all of this. So it's very important to find out how many people are you serving? Is it male, female? Will there be any children involved? Because again, you might need an assistant. Next, you want to ask, what is the look? How many looks are we doing? Are we doing any look changes? And is there any special requirements such as special effects? I did a job once for Howard University, right? And here I am thinking I'm just doing light touch-ups for the talent that's going on set, which I was. But next thing you know, one of the talent comes in and he has a bald cap. And he's asking the hairstylist and I to put this bald cap on. Now, if you're familiar with bald caps, you know you can't just throw them on that on somebody's head and boom, it's ready to go on stage. Like, it takes time to put a bald cap on. You got to smooth the hair out, all that. I'm not going to go into detail. It's a long process. Look it up on YouTube. And we did not have the equipment, nor did we have the time to put this bald cap on. Child, it looked a mess. We did the best we could. And it kind of worked because he was doing like a funny skit. However, had we known prior and asked questions about the talent, we would have known to bring the proper tools to do a bald cap. Another question that I asked that may sound strange to production is, will this be a period piece? Because I have put up on sets before that have been period pieces and nobody has told me. And... If you know me, you know I'm bag lady. I carry around about three or four bags now. So now I would have the equipment and be ready. However, back then when this happened, maybe like four years ago, I did not know how to do hair as well as I do now. So I didn't carry around hot tools and round brushes and all types of hairsprays to do pinups. So I was able to do the makeup, but... I didn't have the right equipment to do the hair. Luckily, it all worked out because I had a little bit on me. But again, I didn't ask, was it a period piece? They didn't tell me, was it a period piece? And the reason why I'm doing this episode is because we have to secure ourselves, not only for financial reasons, but for our brands and our reputations. Because when you show up on set and now you don't understand the assignment of your job, nobody's going to look at, well, oh my gosh, we forgot to tell you. It's, well, wait a minute, you didn't ask. You know, we're focused on X, Y, and Z, not the details of your job. And while that may sound harsh, it's real and it has happened. So you have to ask these questions. Speaking of the period piece in hair, I also ask, will I be doing hair? If I am hired to do both hair and makeup, now I'm packing a whole separate kit for just my hair tools. And I'm also going to ask, <laughs> what's, what's the budget? Because if I got to pull out, oh, you know, I'm going up on the budget. <laughs> and the last question that I ask before accepting a gig is how many hours will I be needed on set? If it's a production, they may not have the call time. However, they will say this job may take eight hours or 12 hours. So they say like half a day or a full day. And I need to know, am I going to be here half a day or full day? Because that's also a different rate. And again, this is not just about the money. It's also about my time and things that I have to do with my personal brand and my personal life. I can't be here a whole day long. So how many hours am I going to be on set? 
And if it's a client, I ask them, hey, do you need me to stay after I do makeup to touch up? Or would you like me to just do your makeup and go? If so, how many hours do you need? And when it comes to the hours that I've set aside to work on a job, I am very strict with my time. If I said I'm going to be here for five hours, at five hours, I'm gone. Because it's not about being pressed and trying to roll out. It's more so about respecting my time as an artist and my boundaries. So I'm very strict when it comes to my time. All right, so we found out all the details about the job. And now we can say yes or no if we want to take it. So let's say we say yes. So the next set of questions that I ask, now we're going to talk money. My first question is, what is the budget for this project? And some people say that you shouldn't ask this. Like, this is not nice to ask once you know the details. You should just give them your rate. However, I ask, well, what is the budget you have set aside for makeup? Because sometimes the budget that they have set aside for you may be higher than your day rate. Prime example, one of my mentees just recently did a job for a production company and she charged a certain amount. However, after doing the job, she found out that the budget was actually way higher and they were willing to pay her way more than what she quoted them. I asked, what is the budget? Because again, if I quote this amount, but they really have this amount that's higher set aside, sometimes they won't tell you. They'll just look at it like, okay, well, if that's her rate, then we're going to go with that and save us a little bit of money and put it somewhere else. I asked, what is the budget? Don't be afraid to ask. And they will tell you, like, let's say your day rate is not within their budget. They will say, okay, well, that's not what we have budgeted for makeup. This is the price that we have. And then they'll ask you if you want to negotiate and it's up to you whether or not you want to, um, depending on the job details. Um, I can't tell you whether or not you should negotiate a deal. You have to go based on the assignment of the job, what is the description, how many hours, and so forth is being on set. If you think that it's worth negotiating and if this is something that will look nice on your resume, that's how I look at it. If it's something that I feel like is going to look great content-wise or is going to look good on my resume and they don't necessarily have the budget, then I'm looking at, okay, well... How can I make this work for me? Now, when it comes to a wedding or a personal client and they tell me my price is not within their budget, then I will forward them to an artist that is within their budget only because personal services and weddings aren't something that I can gain from that will look nice on my resume. It's not where I'm trying to go as an artist. So I'm not going to negotiate my price there. And really, when it comes to the clients, I don't think you should if that's your rate. Your rate is your rate. And I know you guys will probably be like, girl, you sound crazy. But let me tell you, I'm, I'm going to give you a short story. And hopefully the math is math and you'll understand why sometimes I'm willing to negotiate. If you listen to the podcast, then you know about a time where I was doing student films 
And the rates weren't very high on student films. And at the time, I was doing some production work, but not at the scale that I wanted. So when I was presented with the opportunity to work on this particular student film, my day rate was, let's say at the time, maybe like $500. This was years ago. And I think they only had like two or $300 a day. Now, yes, it was a lot of work and that price was super low. However, the story of the short film and the content that I can make from being on set, because I always look at that too, like, all right, well, what can I create that I can walk away from outside of um, this project? Not to go... Because not to go off topic, but let's say you're doing a photo shoot and you never get the pictures back, honey, and you already took um, a pay cut from it. Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. I need to be able to take some BTS or something. I got to walk away with something (laughs) for myself. But anyway, back to my story. So I took a pay cut for this job. I did this shoot. We, We shot this for maybe like a year on and off. But here we are today. I have an Emmy on my resume because I was willing to negotiate and take the pay cut for the bigger opportunity. Not only does this film look amazing on my resume, like the name of the film itself, but an Emmy is also attached to it. So you have to look at, is this worth really negotiating? Next, while we're still on Talking Coins, I asked, is there a kit fee? And a kit fee is a payment that production will pay you for the use of your kit. My next question is, what are your pay terms? So for production, pay terms means when will I get paid? Am I getting paid net 30, net 60, net 90, net 15? If you are working with a client, this is where you discuss your pay terms with them. This meaning there is maybe a 50% retainer in order to secure your appointment with the remaining balance due 24 hours prior to service. My next question after I find out when will I get paid is how will I get paid? Will you cut a check because productions do still cut checks or will it be electronic? I always ask productions that I'm working with, could you do an electronic payment? I don't like taking checks anymore just because child, nobody want to get a check and go to the bank and do all, I don't want to do all that. (laughs) And I love QuickBooks. Um, I'm going to find out if I can get a code from QuickBooks so you guys can get like three months free uh, and try QuickBooks out because it is a life changer. Like I can see all of my invoices. I can see when a production company has opened it, honey, if they viewed it, how many times they viewed it. I know when they paid it and it goes straight to my business bank account. It is a lifesaver. I will not accept checks anymore because QuickBooks does everything electronic and everybody uses QuickBooks in the production room. So it's amazing. I only really like the high, high, high up companies will say, nah, baby, we're going to write you a check and it's going to be there in 30 days. But when you get that check in 30 days, it's going to be worth it. So next I get into my deal memo. We went over all the assignments of the job. I know how much I'm getting paid, when I'll be getting paid, and how I'll be getting paid. Now I'm going to ask, all right, can we put this on a deal memo? If you don't know what a deal memo is, it's it's basically like a contract, just reviewing the terms that production and I, or maybe it's the client and I, have discussed 
we're both going to sign it. And it's basically like, hey, listen, you said you was going to pay this on X, Y, and Z. This was how many hours I was going to work. The overtime, if we go overtime, the amount of people and so forth. It just basically has all the details of the job on it. If you want to know more about contracts and deal memos, I do have a whole episode about that. And I believe it's called Securing the Bag from last season. Next, if you're working in production, you want to know who should I submit my invoice to. Now, most of the time, production has an accounting department that you can send your invoices over to. They they will either send you the information at the end of the shoot along with like the accountant's information. However, I like to get that information prior to the job and put that on my deal memo. I would get that person's name, their phone number, the address to the accounting department, and the email. Lastly, I ask, what is the job name and job number? Because this is how you're going to track your invoice. So if they tell you, okay, we are going to give you net 30, honey, if I don't have that check really at net 25, I'm going to send a friendly reminder to accountant and the way they're going to be able to track this invoice is by the job name and the job number. So it's very important to ask for those details when you're working in production. And one more thing that I failed to mention is also ask, should I attach a W-9 to my invoice? Depending on the amount, I believe it's over $600 you have to have um, a W-9 or sometimes they may ask you for a 1099. It all depends. But there is certain paperwork that you have to fill out when you're working with production. The main one is a W-9 or a 1099. So be sure to ask, do I need to fill that out? And should I attach it to my invoice? Because you don't want to hold up getting your check. And when all of your documents aren't signed, that definitely holds up them cutting you a check. All right, so those are all the questions that I have that you should ask before accepting a gig. Hopefully, these were helpful to you. And if you think that there is any more that I should add to this list, please feel free to pull up in my DMs and share them with me because I don't know everything and the girls still need help out here in the streets, okay? Next, let's get into last looks. If you are new here and you're like, girl, what is last looks? It's a term that we use in production. When we are about to roll on a take, we have the opportunity as hair and makeup artists to step in and to touch up the talent to make sure they look perfect on camera. So before we roll out for today, like we would roll on a take on set, here is my last look. And the title of my last look, I feel like I'm about to preach a sermon. You know how they say And for those of you who are taking notes, the title of this sermon is, and they give you the title. (laughs) The title of my last look today is called Don't Talk Yourself Out of Your Destiny. It's crazy, too, because (laughs) what's the other term everybody says? Somebody must have needed to hear this (laughs) because I told myself that I wasn't going to talk about this. I was going to do a whole different last look. And three times today, I've heard a message that was similar to this. So I was like, you know what? I need to share this. But let me stop rambling and get into it. So 
If you follow me on Instagram and keep up with me on IG Live, then you know that I started a new opportunity. I'm not sharing the details just yet, but I started something new. And this opportunity is really big to me, maybe small to others, but hey, it's big to me. And it feels like the opportunity of a lifetime. (laughs) Uh, But it's a very great opportunity that's helped me advance my career in ways that, oh my gosh, I can't wait to tell you all about. However, when the opportunity was presented to me, instead of being overjoyed and happy, I had like two seconds of being like, oh my gosh, yay. And then after that, I started to list all the reasons why I was not qualified for this job. It was like I was talking myself, my imposter syndrome was getting the best of me and I was talking myself out of this job, telling myself like, no, girl, you can't do this. You're not qualified. You're not this, you're not that. Like I was just, it was so many negative things that I was saying to myself and child, I don't need to be talking to myself like that. So I had to have a come to Jesus with myself I had to chat. I had to check myself and reevaluate my thoughts and ask myself, Brittany, what makes you think you aren't qualified for this opportunity? Are you coming from a place of fear, meaning that you don't have the skills to do it? Or do you feel this way because you're really not qualified? Child, I had to sit down and write a whole list of pros and cons like, okay, Brittany, They're asking you to do this. Can you do this? Do you know how to do this? Yes. Do you have the products? Yes. Can you do this? Yes. Can you do that? Yeah. And all the boxes were checked. Yes. On the other side, under my fears, my fears were, well, they've been doing this longer than me. And oh my gosh, what if I mess up? And what if my kit isn't up to par? Like, I was letting my fear and imposter syndrome talk me out of it, not necessarily me not being qualified for the job. Not being qualified for the job would mean if they're asking me to do like, we want you to make some elf ears and create a whole new nose and create a whole new bone structure. Like, baby, I can't do that, okay? That is for people who know how to do prosthetics and went to school for special effects. Then I would say, yeah, no, I can't take this job because... That's not what I'm skilled in. And you guys know how I feel about practicing and playing around on set. Being on set or on the job is not the time to play around. But fear was, oh, you don't have the kit. Oh, you haven't been doing it long enough. Oh, this is a really big time station. Do you even have the right mindset to be amongst these people? It was like, child, girl, listen, if God sent this to me, then I can do it. So, and I also have a really bad habit of... Anytime I get a big opportunity, I get nervous and just start buying a bunch of stuff. I will depend on the comfort of having stuff to make me feel like, okay, I can do the job. But if you know me, then listen, you know that I can do makeup with two brushes and a Q-tip and challenge me on that. I did my makeup yesterday, no lie, with a fan brush a flat brush, like a a eye, one for your eye, a flat brush, and like a small fluffy shadow brush and a beauty blender. I did my whole face, okay? Whole face. The reason why I did that is because I washed all my brushes and realized like, oh my gosh, you're going out and all your brushes are wet. That's neither here or there. But I had to tell myself, man up girl, woman up girl, you are 
enough. You are qualified for this job. Check your mind. Don't shrink yourself and don't talk yourself out of this opportunity because you think that you are not enough. You are enough and God will never present something to you that you aren't ready for. And let me tell you how I bought all those products showed up. And look at God, because when I got there, they had all the products sitting there ready for me. Like, oh, you didn't need to bring any of that. So if you are anything like me and you tend to find yourself afraid when opportunities that feel too big for you show up, remember that you are enough. Don't shrink yourself and do it afraid. Listen, when I got in the room, my hands were shaking, okay? I was sweating bullets and everybody was like you did a fabulous job you got this having a little nerves is okay because that means you're really going to be diligent and make sure that your kit your attitude and your skills are in order to show up and kill whatever it is that you're going after whether it's doing makeup or maybe you're starting a podcast maybe you're doing some type of public speaking whatever it is Do not let your fears talk you out your destiny. You got this and you are more than enough and qualified for the job. So that is my last look for today. (laughs) I hope that it's it's said and marinated in your soul and it blessed you, okay? (laughs) And also, I don't know if you guys know, but on last looks, we do advice questions as well. So if you would like some advice about something that's going on on your side of the makeup world, feel free to slide in my DMs at BTS with Brit on Instagram or at my makeup page, underscore Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. And listen, I know I told y'all this already, but I'm going to remind you one more time. Don't forget to become an official member of our backstage crew. Go to www.BrittanyRogersEvents.com. Type in your name, your email, hit submit, and your gang gang. Ooh, bars. Did you hear that? Because listen, I don't want y'all to miss what's coming out. 11-11, I told y'all, I'm unleashing the clip, Okay. All right, guys, so until next week's episode, I love you all from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. The level of support is unmatched. Like I have prayed just for genuine support and connections like what I have in this season. And although I may not know all of you in person, y'all slide in my DMs and I feel like we family, okay? (laughs) I'm grateful for my internet cousins and makeup besties and aunties and uncles and all of that. But anyway, until next time, guys, take care of yourself, hug your friends, live your life and do what it is that God has placed on your heart. Life is too short. Get out there and do the thing that only you can do because nobody can do it like you. (laughs) More bars. Okay, bye, guys. Love you. See you next time.